Welcome to Level 7, Episode 181. Boom! Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, here to talk about Welcome to – no, I'm here to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Welcome to Level 7 is the podcast, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the TV show. I should really have that down by now. But I am not joined by uh, Daniel. Agent Daniel is not here. He just made his brief cameo via voicemail. And uh, honestly, it's like – on the Dukes of Hazard, when Luke Duke, or maybe it was Bo, John Schneider, took the season off, and then they just filmed him at a racetrack, calling the family, and he was on every episode for three minutes at the end of every episode. Uh, they did something similar with Three's Company, but we're not here to talk about those shows. We're here to talk about Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I'm not alone. Daniel's not here, but you know who is? Agent Stu. Agent Stu. And Agent Samantha. Oh no, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, you're back. I don't... Yay, <laughs> Wait, what? No. <laughs> Let's try not to get too enthusiastic about things here. Uh, keep it in check, please. But yeah, so uh, the episode, as you know, boom, features a number of explosions. And I think we want to talk about this episode because there's stuff happening. But we have a little bit of news to talk about first. so Just a very tiny, small bit of news. <laughs> so let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Go. S.H.I.E.L.D. Intelligence Report. Let's hear it. What do you got for us? All right. So if you've watched the big Super Bowl, which was last Sunday, you saw two new trailers. One for Logan and one for Guardians of the Galaxy. I wonder what other movies are coming out this when, this year. Nobody cares. It's Logan and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I did not see these trailers. I I instead saw the old trailers for both these movies because I went and saw a movie that night. I went and saw Split. Split by M. Night Shyamalan. And I'm not going to say anything about it other than to say, if you like M. Night Shyamalan's early movies, you may want to go and see this movie. Or pick it up on Redbox. Uh in some ways is returned to form in some ways it's got a new still, you know, a developing filmmakers vibe, but I'm going to say recommended if you like his other movies, but okay. not recommended if you don't. There you go there. That, that's Ben Avery's um, uh, recommendation or not. If right. depending on where you fall into that camp. <clears throat> But anyway, but the trailers you were watching the Super Bowl, you saw a Logan trailer with Amazing Grace on it. Yeah. I love Amazing Grace. It's my favorite song. It, it really is. And this version is very good. And I'm struck once again as to what the heck this movie is. Yeah, because I have no idea. I, 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 it's it don't look like an X-Men movie. That's for sure. <laughs> don't look like it. Now, uh, Stuart, did you know you can sing? No. Amazing Grace to the tune of Gilligan's Island. Oh, yeah. You can. can. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. 
I once was lost, but now I found was blind, but now I see. Yep. There it is. Yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where to go from there, except to say it's a intense trailer. Nice trailer. And I will not sing any more this episode. I promise. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yes, it is a very intense trailer. Samantha, did you see it? No, I was watching Masterpiece Theater. Sorry for being such a nerd. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, the other trailer that, that showed during the Super Bowl, um, which, by the way, was the Falcons versus the Patriots. I think that's an MCU Super Bowl. Just saying. It's true. It's true. It, it was. It's true. Uh, and in fact, we will be addressing this in feedback. <gasps> yes. That's what we call a buried lead. Uh, oh, no. oh, there's also nods to football in the episode as well. So we'll talk about that later. Okay. But the Guardians of the Galaxy version, trailer version two, or was it the official trailer? I don't know anymore. It used to be teasers were like one shot. And now they're, you know, practically the whole movie and the trailers, the sequel. I don't know anymore. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy version two trailer gave us the new show title, Ben. Just saying. You might want to pick this one up. I've seen it, but what did it what did it give to us? Welcome to Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that's right. You did say that. <laughs> Rocket, I think I think Rocket says that. Or they cut it together yeah. in a way that makes Rocket say that. Oh, that's right. And, and there's a baby Groot saying, I am Groot. Well, yeah. yeah, which is basically saying welcome to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Rocket interprets that. It's not it's not for um for for the podcast. That's yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, um oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to I was going to say these teaser trailers are frustrating me. <laughs> because just what you were saying is how they they hype up the teaser. Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, it's like when I went and saw Wing Commander because of the hype for going to see the Phantom Menace trailer. Like, there was so much hype around just the trailer. Well, at least you got to see Wing Commander. I had to sit through uh, Meet Joe Black. <laughs> at least, well... At least you saw Anthony Hopkins. I actually didn't see the trailer. We got <laughs> no, we got there late. The yeah, we got oh, there late. We, we missed the trailer. Well, yeah. okay. Um, and then the last bit of news. Oh, there's one little bit of news. Kevin Feige said Thanos is the main character of Infinity War. Yay, Daniel! Will be happy uh, about sorry. that. Okay. <laughs> um, and and leaks in the show notes if you want to read on. But really, that's all he said. So. I've talked about it more than the article is long. Um, And speaking of talking about things that don't have a whole lot to say, Marvel and Square um, are making a video (laughs) game now. Square Enix? Is that how you say it? Square Enix. Yes. Uh, (laughs) We're we're talking about trailers. This is what we're talking about. Trailers and teasers. Right. Uh, Right. Teasers and trailers. And and they had a teaser for... uh, Basically, they said the teaser came out and basically said, hey, you like Avengers, right? Guess what? We're going to make a video game because we're Marvel and Square Enix is helping us make this trailer. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's really almost that. They are not explaining anything about what the games are going to look like or Mm-mm. be like other than they will have Avengers in them and it will be mm-hmm. an original story. Mm-hmm. And basically they said they they had a Venn diagram. I can see this happening. There's a Venn diagram. Marvel fans video game fans and it, they're almost like one circle and so it was like oh let's just make a video game and the guys were like yes let's do that and so they did yeah I, <laughs> and so uh, they announced it <laughs> and honestly if you didn't know who square enix is you would not know what this trailer was about they don't say anything right. about it being a game they don't say anything about i mean it's uh, yeah honestly this trailer i mean you could make it the logical leap that this is a like another movie because it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's a Square Enix game. Yeah. So it's, you know, cinematic and in, in all its glory or whatever. And you could make the leap that it's like another an animated CG movie. Yeah. movie. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but then that's all the news I got. So uh, Iron Fist oh. trailer. <gasps> oh, yeah. And it's it's also good. Oh, so, that's amazing. Mm, oh, yeah. I did see this one. I loved it. Yep. Uh, like I said, trailers, trailers and teasers, and most of them are good. Uh, Square Enix makes me just not care because I'm not going to play it anyway. I don't have any modern right. game system. The most modern game system I had, the Wii U, was stolen from my house. So, <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening to this and you stole Ben Avery's Wii U, please bring it back. I would really yeah. appreciate that because we were doing really, really well on <laughs> Super Mario Galaxy 2, man. Uh-huh. And also on Lego Marvel. I'm, yeah. Well, okay. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> let's talk about the so, episode, so, huh? <laughs> yes, just yeah. real quick. About a month to go to Iron Fist. So get your, get your Marvel Unlimited subscription going. Read, it, read up on it. There we go. Let's talk about the episode. All right. Mission report. Okay. So let's talk about boom. Boom. Uh, where do you want to start? Do you guys want to start at the title? <laughs> boom. It's called boom. It's called boom. <laughs> and we're done. We, we don't have to record anymore. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess we could start at the top. Uh, let's just go through. I mean, uh, let's just go through act by act. The teaser is very quick. Mm-hmm. Colson and Mac are on the trail of someone who looks like Ada. That's the teaser. And then they get confirmation that it's Ada. But is it? Well, no, they get confirmation that it's who they're looking for. Right. Like they knew that there was someone out there. That Ada was not just out of Radcliffe's imagination. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is why they were looking for her. They were hoping to find the model for Ada. And by finding that model, maybe they could find Radcliffe somehow and find may. And yeah, I mean, they're doing spy stuff. This is what well, the best part about this is we're getting back into that globe trotting. We're in Spain, I think. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And globe trotting and... They're They're, keeping eyes on a target and mm. yeah it's this is agents of shield this is this is what i really liked about that first season mm-hmm. 
And, you know, she's Australian, so there's definitely an international flavor to this. And, you know, this I I do think this is where we're get, we're getting back to the first season. You know, we've had our we've had our superheroes. We have one on the team now. Let's um let's keep that going. So, yay. And the the big thing that's going on here is the conversation that Mac and Coulson are having. And Coulson's talking about hearing voices in his head. Um, not exactly like that, but uh, he's doing it. It's, it is kind of funny because what he's talking about is, you know, I'm hearing a voice that's telling me to stay on mission and to not be reckless. And and then you hear Mac's voice saying, no, it's not me, you know, or whatever, because he actually has a voice in his head. He has the earpiece. You know, mm-hmm. Mac is helping him surveil and through the surveillance uh, they find this girl who looks like Ada. It looks exactly like Ada. I'm amazed they were able to find an actress who looked so much like Ada. I know. They did a very, that very, very good job. Um, I mean, it's. I was impressed with how well they did with uh, Patton Oswalt and how they were able oh, to find, yeah. find other actors who looked and sounded mm-hmm. just like him. Although LT, they didn't do a very good job with her, um, <laughs> you know, looking like Patton Oswalt. But, you know, you got to let that go. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Ada, there she is, the model, the original, and that's Credits. that's our cold open, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Agents of Shield, LMD, boom. boom. I have I have to say that when they had that opening and they had um, Coulson talking to himself. For a moment, a split second, I thought, has he lost his mind? Is he just talking to himself? <laughs> well, especially with the subject matter where he's actually talking with to himself about hearing voices. Yeah. Again, he's and then not... Mac, yeah. And then Mac chimed in. I was like, oh, we're, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not actually talking about hearing voices. It's a me- more of a metaphorical feeling, I guess. But yeah, he's also not actually talking to himself. Mac is there and they're teamed up always a pleasure to see them team up together always a pleasure to see people team up like actually out in the field so yes yeah yep. again should we move on to act one or is there anything more you want to say about this situation here nope okay nope. ready to go then let's move on to act one we find out that may Real May, not LMD May. May is living in a new world, a world that has no boundaries, and I'm assuming a place where she is mostly happy. This is a uh, virtual world that Radcliffe has created, or no, Ada created it, right? Ada created it. Ada created it, and Radcliffe is amazed at it. That's what it was. Um, I feel like that happens a lot, by the way. Yeah, well. Ada Ada does something amazing, and Radcliffe goes, I'm amazed. (laughs) And Radcliffe says, I created you, so I'm amazing. This is, a yeah, he didn't actually say that, but you kind of get an impression that he's taking responsibility for her things. But anyway, Coulson and Mac, meanwhile, are tailing Agnes Kitsworth, who once worked with Radcliffe, and now she hates him. Meanwhile, the Darkhold has revealed to the Russians that Radcliffe is what they need to get rid of the Inhumans, and they plan to find or create an Inhuman to bring shield in how are they going to do that well they're going to create an inhuman using terrigen crystals and in the meantime shield is now relocating inhumans as they are talking to 
like some Canadian agent and moving people out into the cold because they need the cold. Uh, and while they're doing that, Mace finds out that he can't be the hero he wanted to be because the, uh, the injections are not reacting well and he could die at any time by getting an injection. Finally, we go to Senator Nadir who is in her office, who is getting ready to, you know, go on a social media offensive against the Inhumans and shield and who is related to someone who had the inhuman gene and the Russian agent Shockley or watchdog agent. I don't know if he's Russian, but he's working with the Russians. He's working with the superior who we'll talk about that, but he is the superior. Uh, he goes in and he shatters a Terrigen crystal. The Terrigen mist that comes from it does not transform her. She's super relieved, but they do transform Shockley. And next thing you know, there's an explosion in her office. Boom. Boom. <laughs> so there it is that's act one let's see let's start with uh the russians let's start with ivanov the superior they actually call it out he is the superior in fact he's called superior by a couple of his people <laughs> a really awkward name i'm just gonna say if your name is an adjective <laughs> It's it's a little more awkward to use as a as a proper noun. Just throwing it out there. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like he um he needs a really long handlebar mustache, and then he needs to like twist it a little bit more and go nah, nah, nah. and we we could call him Snidely, and that might be better. Maybe, maybe. I mean, it's like we've said before about Mister Fantastic. Who gives themselves a name like that? Right. This guy. I can see giving himself a name like superior because he's all about earning the power that you have. He's all about, you know, inhumans are, are, they don't deserve their power. Uh, he is the superior and he earned it by working to be superior. Well, did he give himself that name? Because the only person that I've heard call him the superior is Shockley. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe he didn't. I'm assuming he did. It fits in his yeah. it fits his worldview. Well, it, 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 well, when he introduced himself last episode, he he didn't he just said I'm a superior man. He didn't call myself I'm the superior. I mean, so I think that I think that's just something that Shockley. Well, you know, it's saying. it's like any good advertising campaign. He is first introducing the idea right. before he reveals. You know, it's like when remember Herbert and. Uh, Burger King, uh, there's this big advertising campaign, I think leading up to a Super Bowl commercial where they just showed feet walking on the sidewalk and they were just clearly belonging to some sort of nerd, some sort of Pee Wee Herman type of guy. And it's who is Herbert? You know, that's what he's doing. He's like, I am the superior man. I'm just getting you used to hearing the word. And then I'm going to introduce <laughs> you my name. I Yeah. He, he seems to fall into the... MCU's trap of villains where they're just mm -hmm. not super awesome <laughs> or they could, they cannot be, I mean, they could not be amazing, I guess, or superior. I don't know. Well, I wonder I mean, if I, superior is a title rather than a name. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> in our organization, the leader is called superior. 
like uh, like Mother Superior, you know? Not like Mother Superior. Well, or Dustyra. It's a title. Yeah. Dustyra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's a title too. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm waiting to be impressed by the Russians. Let me put it that way. I'm waiting to be impressed by them because right now I've just seen a lot of twirling of mustaches and not a lot of villainy. Well, you know, when you grow a big black mustache, you're a traditionalist. So That's true. Yeah. Uh, so he's read the Darkhold. Apparently, the superior has read the Darkhold, and Radcliffe is really upset about this. <laughs> yeah, but. Part of, I think, why Radcliffe might be upset is because if they read the Darkhold, they don't need him because the answer to their problem is in the Darkhold. Fortunately for Radcliffe, apparently the book told them Radcliffe is the answer to the inhuman problem. That's interesting. Well, well he didn't say he well, um, at first he said he read it and then he backstepped and said, no, I just glanced at it. I think he was just trying to, to um, <clears throat> get Radcliffe worked up a little bit as a joke. Um, but yeah, he just says he glanced at it and all it said was that Radcliffe is the answer to the, the revealed their answer, objective. Yeah, the, yeah. Re, re, the revealed answer to the problem is you, is, is Radcliffe. Right. Yeah. So their plan, they would need to get an inhuman to dangle in front of S.H.I.E.L.D. so that they can get, I guess they're going after the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I thought they're after Coulson. But they clearly were after Mace. That's what yeah. that's what Shockley, when they captured him, wanted. He wanted to talk to the director. He was he was not referring to Coulson. He was referring to to Mace. So I'm not exactly sure what this plan is to get Mace, but that's their objective, and the way they're going to do that is by turning the deer into an inhuman. Which honestly, I was hoping. When, when it happened, I was thinking, oh, wow, that'd be really cool if she was actually an inhuman. And then what would happen with that? She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what happened to her brother? Do we know? He's, he's still, still at the bottom the of, yeah, he's still at the bottom oh, of whatever right. body of water they were in. <clears throat> yeah, he. That, that feels like a dangling plot hook that I, I kind of wish would get resolved. But. I don't know. This whole episode, I, I was thinking about Graviton a lot, though. <laughs> and well, because I shouldn't say the whole episode toward the end of the episode, I was thinking about Graviton a lot uh, because of the way they deal with the whole Shockley problem. But yeah, Nadir's brother is another one of those things where we've got this character out there. And what's going to happen with it? I, I think that we will have some. Uh, resolution with Nadir's brother. I, I do feel like we'll have resolution there. I hope so because right right now it is they brought him in. It, he hasn't he hasn't finished his story yet. I feel like yeah because he's he's in the middle of it. I get, that, that's what it feels like. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I just feel sad because that means we won't have Parminder Nagra on anymore. And she's she's an excellent actress. I love her in everything I've seen her in. Well, yeah. But at the same time, we've only got a couple yeah. episodes left here. We've got to wrap up this LMD thing. Ah, uh, true. And, yeah. you know, Get on to the next this, is, pod. this is one way 
to to take care of the Nadir problem is by killing her off. That's well, it's one way. Another way would have been to convince her that not all inhumans are evil and out to destroy humanity. Yeah. yeah. Although that would have felt a little to me cliche. Mm. You know, the people I, you hate. I mean, she killed her brother for Pete's sake. Yeah. Right. I do like, I mean, I don't, I don't like anyone to die, but I do feel like they solved this problem. Like Nadir, this problem of Nadir, well, um, because she wasn't going to go away. She was too entrenched in her ideology. Um, and so it, it's a good thing to have her, you know, sort of fall on her own sword, I guess. Of all the ways they could have taken care of her, this is the one that I was most surprised by. Because, you know, they could go the route of Inhumans rescued me and now I think that they're okay. Right. Or they could have gone the route of... um I just will never change and I'm going to be a constant thorn in your side. Or they could have gone the route of shield somehow exposes her as some sort of hypocrite, especially if she had ended up being an, an inhuman herself that I could have seen that going that way. Uh, this is just pretty abrupt out of the blue, but story-wise it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the things that were, were taking us to that point. Uh, we didn't get a very satisfying arc from her, but we weren't going to, I don't think, get a satisfying arc from her. She was there to do the things that she did, and now she is not there to do them because they're done, and and she's done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, I, I trust you. You have more writing experience than I do, so. Yeah, but I wouldn't have written this. <laughs> I think this is better. <laughs> this is better than any idea I would have had uh, with well, with the character, so – Right, it's definitely unexpected, and it's definitely um, a thing you wouldn't have seen coming, right? Because none of us saw us coming. Like, we okay, she's going to be here for a while. Oh, no, she's not. That's right. And we didn't uh, see, it see it coming. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. But Parminder Nagra, I love her. Yeah. She did a very good job, but you know what? Yes, she did. It was her time. Yeah. Okay. Contractual obligation done uh mace let's talk about mace here he finds out that the injections he's been getting could be killing him and then fitz runs in right afterward with a really awesome superhero suit that will actually give him the injection and oh you aren't going to be able to use this are you yeah and suddenly mace is stuck on the sidelines he doesn't know where his place on this team is Poor guy. I'm feeling bad for him. And then he says, I mean, I'm already feeling bad for him. And then he says, Agent Piper had me pinned in eight seconds this morning. I don't (laughs) know who Agent Piper is, but I'm sorry. (laughs) Someone named Agent Piper just does not sound like they're going to be, you know, big hulking security guy. (laughs) This this sounds like the yoga instructor or something. Sounds like he took on me and I took him down. <laughs> you could take him down, Samantha. I have faith in that. Oh, well, no, I still only have a white belt, so I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, Piper took him down. I don't know who Piper <laughs> is. Maybe Piper's hair haircut. But there you go. Yeah. Oh, I also have to say, he uh, Mace says that he's he's kind of looks exhausted. He's he says he's starting to go through physical conditioning every day. 
he looks like he's works out every day. He has his yeah. shirt off. It's clear. I mean, he's working on a six pack there. And yeah. and then he says he's he's just now starting this physical. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, ah, I'm not quite buying that. <laughs> but they do call out that the uh, the chemical regimen that they had him on is definitely trying to recreate the Captain America mm-hmm. uh, yes. serum. And he will never be Steve Rogers Mm-mm. because it will kill him. And he's not allowed to be in the movies. So, yeah. well, let me think. I thought the <laughs> serum that they had was based on the serum that Daisy's father created. Yes. They used materials from that, but specifically they're saying we want to do the same thing that we did before with, with Steve Rogers. And it, uh, I think, I don't think it's necessarily they're trying to recreate the exact same thing as much as they're trying to recreate the results. Right. I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, but like 90% of the serums in the Marvel universe are trying to get back to Captain America, right? It certainly (laughs) seems so. In fact, you know, the, the, the chemicals that turn Ted Salas into the man thing. were actually trying to re have I, have I said this before? Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. sure about uh, every other character in the MCU could say that about because I think even the Hulk, um, oh, his, yeah, the definitely. serum they used was originally from the Captain America experiments. Yeah, they, they mm-hmm. talk about that. Yep. Speaking of Captain America and the Avengers, mm-hmm. the conversation between uh, Coulson and Mace was I liked it. I was like, yay, we're talking about the Avengers. And then I realized this is not for me. <laughs> this is for people who don't do a podcast about this show and maybe don't remember the Avengers that came out six years ago, five years ago, something like that. Um, um yeah, I mean, that's, that's a little later here. Oh, it? I thought that was yeah, it's a, it's a little bit later. Well, fine then. Yeah, but you're, you're right. I mean, he, he doesn't just call out the, working with the Avengers. I mean, he's talking about having a, uh, as guardian spear put through. Right. He, he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that is a little later, I think, but we'll get to it and we'll talk about it again. Does that yeah, sound okay? And we will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else from um, act one? Yeah. Um, I picked up oh. that we have a football three beat throughout this episode. Yeah. And he start and it starts with, it's all with mace. And he says um, that he feels like, you know, he first he was a quarterback and then I uh, forget the next role he was put into. And now he feels like he's being benched. Mm-hmm. Well, it was Sorry. the coach. It was the coach, quarterback, and now he's benched. Right. Oh, OK. Oh, and then that really cute line from Simmons where she says, well, you know, something about the footy squad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right, Stuart. It is right now. As Daisy is is working on the inhuman relocation, uh, they're talking about Agnes Kitsworth, and then Mace talks to Coulson about not knowing his place, and Coulson says it's it's easy to find it's not easy to find your place when you're working with heroes and gods, and then talks about the Isardian spear through the chest. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was the following scene. Yep, and then they go and talk to. Uh, to Agnes and she says how much she hates Radcliffe and then sees the picture of the LMD and says he actually did it. So 
we know that she has had the relationship with this guy. She knows what's going on, but yeah, my bad, Stuart. No, no worries, bro. So the other thing that I'm, that I really liked was the scene where Daisy is doing the relocation thing. I was like, huh, Daisy's going to be the next, uh, director of shield. Cause you know, she was that she is that in the comics at some point, cause everybody's been the director of shield in comics. And, that's that's pretty awesome because I'd like to see that kept in the family. You know what I'd like to see for the next director of Shield. It won't happen, but I'd love to see Agent Hill come back oh, yeah. to the show, take a place as a main cast member as director of Shield. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I miss her. Yeah, it's not going to happen, but it'd be Mm-mm. really neat. Yeah, I think they might be setting Daisy up to be uh, the director for like for the next season or something like that, especially if Mace who is on people's death watch, although not mine, but if Mace is, is actually, you know, follows through on the whole death watch thing and dies, uh, I, I can see them setting that up. And I, you know, I figured out why I liked Mace early on is his work situation is very similar to mine where you know, he's thrown into this situation where it's who can prepare themselves for that job, you know, and and that's how I felt when I was thrown into the, the situation that I was in and the, surrounded by all these talented people. And, um, you know, and I think a, a lot of people feel this way, but and I especially felt this way when I work on like a creative project. But you're just waiting for people to realize you're a fraud. You know, I'm not I'm not as good as they thought I was when they hired me or when they gave me this project. And. Yeah, I, I think that's some of the reasons why I really liked Mace and, and root for him. Um, and here we're getting a lot more of that. It's just now it's the aftermath of, okay, they found I'm a fraud, but then they they kept me here. But I can't do any of the stuff that I could do before. So, Well, he definitely has, has to go through that um, uh, building of self-esteem to sort of figure out what you're good at in that situation. Um I do like that he wasn't an inhuman and he was kind of using drugs to get better at what he was doing, you know, to be the superhero. So I I thought that was pretty cool. Now don't do drugs, kids. (laughs) Don't do drugs. kids. (laughs) Don't do drugs. (laughs) We saw all those Terrigen crystals and I'm going to throw this out here right now. Uh, How would you feel if he is an inhuman? If he's exposed to the Terrigen crystals and does manifest powers. All right. Would that be an interesting development? It depends on how they manifest or what type of powers he manifests, right? Um, If they explain it away as the Terrigen crystals give you the thing you've always wanted or, you know, expose your deepest, darkest secrets or whatever. um, And he turns out to be a jerk. Boo. Um, what but, if what if his power turns out to be something like he can drink water through his finger like Mork from Orc like he just has the stupidest power <laughs> ever I think there's some real there's some real character stuff he could do with that like I, yeah I got powers oh I'm still on the bench because I could drink water through my finger there'll be one mission in five years they can actually use my power. It's, yeah. I would rather it be that than 
him turn out to be like a, a I don't know, an exploding man yeah. or um, or what guy... happens to Andrew? Yeah, Remember? yeah, yeah. Lash. I'd rather him yeah. be. I'd rather it be something really, really dumb. <laughs> like I... he's only invisible when people can't see him, or something like that. Um... <laughs> Which is, look, you know, we all are, right? Old 80s television. I can reference 90s movies. That's what I'm saying. Sure. Here's the other thing, though. To me, that would be too much of a coincidence. And that would actually turn me against the the storytelling. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they are planning to do anything more with him. I don't want him to be on Death Watch. And so it really is just my uh, sheer force of will that I do not put him on death watch because I'm feeling like that's where they're heading with him. However, I want him to stick around. I'd like him to continue being director of shield. I'd like him to end up actually earning the, the role of director and instead of well, just being the mascot, which is what he, you know, you want to talk about the you know relegation of, you know, I'm going from coach to quarterback to bench Later on, he's he says, I guess I'm the team mascot. That's what I am. Oh. Right. And I think that piece of this puzzle is directly influenced by what they do with Colson, where they're taking his thing, because it's very feasible that Colson is exposed back to the world and he has to sort of be the face of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. So what do they do with him there? Or do they keep him under, you know, do they keep him underground and keep him still being gone and Mace has to be the the face of shield now. So it's very, I feel like his Mace's outcome is directly proportional to what they do with Colson. I think you're right. So moving on to act two, (laughs) Uh, Daisy and Fitz and Simmons are doing science to find out what happened in the office, leading them to Shockley. While Mace is left to not do anything, uh, Mac and Coulson cannot convince Agnes to help them find Radcliffe. Coulson wants to force her, but Mac, on learning that Agnes has terminal brain tumor, wants to hold back. Coulson wins because he's the boss, and that's what he's going to do. And he leaves to go and do it, but we'll find out what happens with that later. Then we have the Russian guy, or the guy who's working with the Russian, Shockley, whatever he is, watchdog, Russian, both. He goes back to the bad guy lair and superior is going to leave as shield comes after Shockley. So we talked about mace, his feelings about being the team mascot. Uh, But let's talk about the science. They can't find any trace of a bomb. What happened here? And Daisy's answer is villain on villain violence. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, that's what happens among bad guys. True. True. I This is where I sort of started to tune out of the episode because I'm thinking, Fitzsimmons, haven't you seen your own show? <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you had Inhumans, just Inhumans, let's not talk about the first two seasons, just Inhumans do stuff that you... You can't explain. I would say that at any time I couldn't explain anything, I'd be like, where's my inhuman map? 
Who do we know that's an inhuman, Daisy? Come well, on. Well, but they did me. that. They did that. They, they they said, you know, all inhumans are accounted for. And Fitz says not all of them because they're trying to figure out who did this. They don't think it happened. Uh, I mean, they, they think that it is possible that someone did actually do this as an assassination attempt. Now, that's after they find out that she's dead. Before they realize that Nadir is dead, they're talking about how she's going to show up. She was conveniently not there. And she's going to talk about how bad, see how bad inhumans are. Um, but that's not the case. They actually find out she's dead. And then is it was it Simmons who said we can't be too sad? She tried to have you killed. Or something like I think that. So. But it's just kind that's of a kind of. Yeah, I, I was really surprised that. She, well, let's look on the bright side. It's good that she's dead, <laughs> you know. But, but uh, Mace, then you know, this is before he says, that, "Oh no, I'm the team mascot." He says, "Okay, now is the time to show the world what Shield stands for. We're going to go out there. We're going to investigate." And the news people are trying to stop them and ask them questions, and but they're they're going out, getting out in front of this to investigate to find out what happened. Because if they solve the murder, they become, you know, what they look, look, we were doing something good for Nadir, even though she hated us. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's what they do. You know, we gotta, we gotta look good for the people now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, Is this where, where uh, Simmons had a really, she has actually a couple of really good lines in this episode and uh, there's, oh, I didn't write it down, but I think this is about the point where she says something about, we'll do it old school. Yes. Uh, Remember when we had uh, like test tubes at our old school? (laughs) That's, (laughs) yeah. Oh, that's when they're examining the Terrigen. Oh, in the, ex- in, the explosion site in in the office. Yeah. 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 All right. So we have Agnes. She has a brain tumor. Radcliffe could not fix it. So he ran away. And she will not help them. Uh, we got a couple things that we can explore here. One being Agnes's situation and the other being Colson's situation about forcing her to help. Um, what do, you, what do you want to tackle first? Agnes mm. and Radcliffe? Agnes and Coulson. Okay. Because he has, when he knocks on her door later, is that? That's is not that this, this, not yet. Act, yeah. Next act. Okay, yeah. we'll talk about this it. Act, this act leaves it as if he is going to go and force her. Mm. That's, yeah. Which well, m- when I when I initially saw this, I was like, that doesn't make sense because... She's not really a threat to them. Well, no, he's, she... he's acting on emotion at this point. He just True. wants May back. And so he's kind of doing, he's kind of doing the, oh, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get the, you know, to get my thing back. And, and Max, the one who's reminding him, Hey, what would May think about this? You know, like yeah. that, that voice that you hear in your head, that's May not actually voice, but you know, she's there uh, telling you, to do things right, telling you not to be reckless, uh, that you're, you're doing exact opposite is mm-hmm. what, what he's trying to say there. Yeah. And, yeah. but at the same time, you know, she is the one person who can actually help. There is no one else 
who could help him to find Radcliffe. Now, I'm not quite sure how she would know where he is. That's the one thing I'm kind of going back and forth. Uh, but in the next act, we'll find out how she actually can help. But here, we're leaving it with Coulson. He's he's going to force her to do something she does not want to do. And force her to confront someone she does not want to confront. True. It's just I was thinking in any other situation, he would have been very level-headed and would not have ever considered forcing a regular human woman who has no powers and is no threat to anyone. He wouldn't force. He would just sit down and talk to the person. Right. And, I mean, we'll get to it. Yeah. That's what he does. And he's good at it. You know, he is a people person. He can read people. He can understand people. And so when he goes there and we think, oh, he's going to force her. And then, oh, no, he actually is going to, you know, reason with her. Be and, Bill Coulson. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. The superior is really disappointing me at this point because this is the scenes where uh, when Shockley shows up, the superior gets really mad at him and says, you weren't supposed to blow her up. How would you survive? Blah, 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 blah. And you know, you know, shield's going to come for you. And he says, yep. And I'm going to take them down with me. Uh, and then the superior says, okay, sweet. I'm out of here. Peace. Uh, I'm, I'm getting out of here before they get here because things are getting too hot here. Superior is not acting superior. Let's put it that way. He's kind of right. acting like a punk. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not being a really awesome villain. He's being a punk. Yep. Well, when it comes down to it, I mean, if you talk about real life villains, they're all really punks. But we're not talking about real life villains. We're talking about no. Marvel Cinematic Universe. And... and he's a human villain with no special powers other than he's a jerk. So far. <laughs> yeah. That's a special power. I mean, we didn't even see. Yeah, we didn't even see him torture anyone. I mean, he he threatened to torture someone and then stopped because Radcliffe said, hey, I got a better idea. And then every step of the way, every step of the way, this guy is being kind of a hypocrite or at least being a paradox. Like he, he comes on with such a strong stance against inhumans. But OK, Shockley, I mean, I hate you. And there's nothing you can do to redeem yourself in my eyes because now you're an inhuman. But yeah, you know what? Never mind. I, I think I'm going to backtrack a little bit on my worldview and my ideals of but, racism. Yeah, right. Because you just said you were a soldier and that's all good. Yeah. It, 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 this is this is where I'm not feeling that he's the superior the, because he's not doing anything. I know they've mentioned it and I know they've said it and I know they've called him that, but I, I, I really do feel, and I could be wrong. I'm, you know, not the first time that he's not it. He's just the guy. <laughs> well, I was feeling that way last episode, but this episode, no way. I, I think he is superior, but he's just not superior. It's like, you know, Mr. Fantastic. What if he was just a guy with an average IQ and, you know, just has a job working at the library. It's a great job. He's helping people, but really you're going to call yourself Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're, you're a guy and, and you're really helpful. Call yourself Mr. Helpful, you know, <laughs> does, does Mr. Helpful still have the long stretchy arms? 
No, no. He just has okay. long arms. I mean, he has maybe a little bit abnormally long. It allows him to reach uh, books on the top shelf without one of those round, spinny stools that you have to push, but the wheels don't go straight. Uh, but no, I mean, he's he's good at his job, but he's he's not fantastic. He's not Mr. Fantastic. And that's the superior right now. He's not superior. Yeah. He he's He's running away. I mean, this is his opportunity. Yeah. Hey, you want to find S.H.I.E.L.D.? This is what they were trying to do. Now, he doesn't know he has an Inhuman to dangle in front of S.H.I.E.L.D., but he has Shockley, who is now a murder uh, suspect. Murder. Yeah, well, he's, he's a murder suspect, and he can dangle Shockley in front of S.H.I.E.L.D. Use Shockley. No, I'm going to run away and leave you here by yourself with mm-hmm. some other guys with guns. And then the other thing... And this will take us into Act Three, maybe. We don't see them capture him. They blow down the wall, the door with uh, you know little bombs from Iron Man, which is a nice little callback there, or whatever. But next thing we know, there's Shockley on the plane. <laughs> no, no, no. We did see him taken down. Did we? Daisy took him down. Uh, maybe I missed it then. Yeah. Um. Actually, in this, in the very beginning of this scene, when he's stumbling towards the warehouse, um, you could see that he's still adjusting to his new powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a high, there is a moment where he sits down, and there's a high pitched squeal that comes on, and he looks really uncomfortable. But he somehow gathers his strength, and then he keeps moving on, and he knocks on the door. Now at and this point, he, oh, go yeah. ahead. I was going to say when he gets inside later, and he talks to Ivanov. Um, I couldn't tell if he was really confused and couldn't remember the explosion clearly or if he was just outright lying to Ivanov. I think it might have been a combination of two of, uh, of both of those. I feel like he was lying. I think that he was <laughs> he saw Nadir not turn into an human and then he saw himself turn into an inhuman. And no, maybe he didn't know exactly what happened in the office, but he knew because he tells he tells him Nadir turned into an inhuman, and right. and it's almost like no Nadir totally turned into an inhuman. And trust me, I am not. I'm not. You can trust me. Uh, yeah, it just. Well, we already talked about superior. I don't want to go there again. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, so Shockley and about, I don't know, six other guys are on the plane. They've been captured. Daisy and the team has captured them. But then when Fitzsimmons science together, they figure out there was no bomb, but the stuff they found that they thought was like bomb residue was actually inhuman husk. He was the bomb, and Mace leads the charge as they eject him before he takes out the plane in an explosion. Meanwhile, Coulson chooses to make things actually more personal with Agnes. And when he asks for help this time, he asks her in a more personal way and explains about May. And then Agnes helps in a personal way by reaching out to Radcliffe and and I guess asking for help. Meanwhile, Ada is not sure how to respond when she learns who she was modeled after. So where do you want to start here? Hmm. You want to, I mean, we've, we've covered some of this stuff already. Um, uh, let's start with Shockley. I did not realize that Shockley was like 
a human bomb. I'm sad now. I actually have a character that I can't use. Although I did do, we did a skit with this character on strangers and aliens, that podcast had, it really was bad. So maybe it's good that I'll never use him. but his name was spontaneous combustion, man. (laughs) And that's all he did. He was, he spontaneously combusted. Oh, so he was like a Phoenix. He was a human explosion. I can't remember if we ended it, that it just, that was the end of him. Like he uses his power once and then he's done. Or if it was like he come back. But anyway, that's what oh, this guy is. Yeah. He, and I did not realize when the office exploded that that was actually a manifestation of his power. I thought it was like a really intense uh, shell explosion because we've seen some stuff happen with the husk before. Mm-hmm. But in this case, uh, it was him actually exploding. And yeah, we see some neat stuff here. Uh, when he blows up and he's just gone, you see this puff of smoke left behind, behind the plane. Um, I have a question. Yes. In some of my research, I came across a trivia fact stating that Shockley was, um, an Marvel character, Nitro. Do you know anything about Nitro? Yeah, he's got some similar powers. I believe he's the character that blew up uh, the school that starts the Civil War arc in right in uh, oh, okay in the comics. But that's not his name, though. I'm pretty sure that's not Nitro's name. Okay. Uh, Shockley, I mean. Okay. Right, and the difference between Nitro and Shockley is that. Isn't Nitro like a fireball or something like that? Or he produces a fireball, whereas Shockley is a fireball? <laughs> yeah. It, and see, with, with Nitro, he powered up so bad that he, I think he like blew up. And I, I don't know if he ever came back. But yeah, his name is Robert Hunter. Here it is. Robert Hunter. And yeah, I mean, this could be an MCU version of, of nitro, but okay. I mean, Shockley himself. I mean, that name is not, I can't find a Marvel. I last night, I should say, while I was watching the episode, I could not find a Marvel character with that name. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We've got the science stuff they did. Mace, I think, is getting a little reckless because he doesn't feel like he has a place and the place that he wants, he can't take. But that's definitely what he's going for here when he puts himself on the line to get the guy out of there. And Fitz does the same thing. Now, the reaction in the next act... Simmons is really unhappy that Fitz put himself in harm's way. And Mace is really unhappy that he's not able to have powers to put himself in harm's way. (laughs) But they both these guys who apparently Mace, you know, is, you know, Piper is able to pin him in in eight seconds. And, you know, Simmons is 
really sure that next week that it would take her 12 seconds to, to pin him. But uh, these are the guys, you know, they uh, Daisy helps out obviously with her powers at first. Um, but basically he's, he's about to explode and then they knock him down and it kind of throws off his concentration, which I, I like this idea here where he's, he's about to go. They knock him out. He's about to go. They knock him down. He's about to go. They put him in the, one of those, um, Willy Wonka glass elevators and then drop him out of the, the bottom of the plane before he takes the plane out completely. And then it explodes. And that explosion is pretty interesting because it, it you actually kind of see it uh, fireball and then coalesce back into itself. And so I think that's Tim. Was that the first time we ever saw his power? Right. Um, yep. Really go like, oh, you're more than a bomb. You're but see, again, I'm still thinking like spontaneous combustion, man, like he's dead now. I did not think, right. oh, that's his power, and he used his power until we come back mm-hmm. from the commercial break. And at least I think it was from the commercial break. Anyway, we see these like pieces kind of coming together, dust swirling together, mm-hmm. and we see him reconstruct himself. And it was a neat effect. I liked it. And, and then now uh, he's walking around naked because – you know, he's not using clothes that are made of unstable molecules, but he, I, I like this power and it is a great question for them. How do you stop this guy? Mm-hmm. Well, you stop that, him with science, but where he fell, where that area, um, I grew up near there. Really? <laughs> yeah. Cool. It, the Mojave Desert is uh, very close to Los Angeles, only a couple hours away. And um, they filmed a lot of stuff there. Uh, Nathan Fillion was nude in that desert as well. Hmm. If you've seen ah, that episode, yeah. 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 So, anyway, yeah. that's an aside. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. This is where they do figure out the human husk, like you were saying, mm-hmm. Stuart. Don't you think they would figure this out? Well, they do. Yeah. Selenium. <laughs> and it's a cute scene, too, when they finally, you know, Fitz realizes it. But before he's able to tell Simmons, she realizes it as well. And then she's like, oh, you're you're a genius. And he said, well, you said it at the same time. Or so it's, a, it's a cute little scene. Nice little scene together. A little nice little Fitzsimmons scene. Yeah. It's just so cute. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about. Again, I'm glad to have them back. Yeah. 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 I was getting scared there for a while. And I don't think Mace is an immediate threat to their relationship. So. I'm backing <laughs> off on that now. <laughs> no. Okay. He, I, I think that, I mean, I saw some of what you could call that banter, you know, mm-hmm. especially with the eight sec, you know, the, the, the Piper in eight seconds and that kind of thing. But I think you're right. Especially if well, I'm not putting him on death watch. Stop it. Don't go there. Man. I'm <laughs> okay. not going there. I, okay. I, I have the voice in my head telling me not to go there. All right. Um, May. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about May. Colson makes it personal. He goes, mm-hmm. knocks on the door and says, hey, I know you don't want to hear I'm sorry anymore because everyone's saying I'm sorry to her when they find out she has uh, a brain tumor. And so he says, I apologize. And he apolo- he's apologizing for the perceived threat that he gave her earlier. And he knows May would hate it, but he talks about who May was and, and talks about who May is. And she's the only one. Agnes is the only one who could 
help him get May back. This is great stuff. And then you hear what Radcliffe was like. And, and Agnes starts talking about who Radcliffe was. He was all about healing, enhancing, and prolonging life. And in the end, she decides to help. What do you need me to do? Which is right, like, and so they make her bait, and then she sits out in the uh, the the restaurant or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which is Act Four. Mace and the team are going after Shockley, and because he blew up a motel and mm-hmm. possibly killed the owner of a station wagon. Uh, Coulson <laughs> and, and the owner of the hotel. Yeah, uh, he might have gotten out. He did tell him to run. Yeah. So there is yeah. that. But yeah. Meanwhile, Coulson and Mac monitor Agnes when Radcliffe makes contact with her, but Radcliffe convinces her to go with him. And my word, that man has some game. Think about this. He convinces her to be like, Hey baby, come in to get in this car. And she's like, no, no, no. And he's like, no, but I, I can fix it. And he, she's like, okay, he's an idol. <laughs> Well, she's probably thinking of him as he was when she knew him before. Not, she doesn't know what he's like now. And let's be fair. He's not lying. No, he's not. He's not lying. He says, I mean, they have some great back and forth. Uh, Agnes still not happy with him. And this is what Mac was wanting to avoid. You know, she has only a few days left or so many days left. And you're forcing her to talk to someone she hates in one of those days, you know? Uh, and so she says, I knew you were too much of a coward to show your face. He says, Oh, I can save you instead. Of, and, and so here's, here's his game, Stuart. Instead of trying to cure your tumor, I should have been trying to cure death itself. I've built a world where death is obsolete. And Coulson and Mac realize that they've lost her. They come running and here's the big question. The big question. Now, maybe Radcliffe just wasn't thinking this big yet. They want Coulson. Radcliffe knew that this whole thing with Agnes was probably a setup based on the fact that there was a car behind him that had a bunch of men with guns, presumably Russians. Why would he not think, hey, Coulson might be there? You know, let's see if we can capture the shield agents that are behind her. And it just feels like they missed a missed an opportunity here. And unless Radcliffe just doesn't care because he only cares about what happens to Agnes. Maybe that's. I feel like Radcliffe is is in it for his own personal motives, whether it's Agnes or money or whatever or Ada. But I do not feel um, he's got an allegiance to anybody whatsoever. <laughs> you also have to remember that he's been tainted by the dark hold mm. too. So, I mean, even though he didn't read it as much as other people have in the past, he, there, he there's still a bit of that taint in his soul now. Yes. But the stuff he's doing now with Agnes is definitely motivated by wanting to help Agnes. Mm -hmm. Right. 
and, and wanting to save her, wanting to rescue her. And right. Yeah. Well, and it's it's tragic. Yeah. It's it's tragic. Yeah. Every villain is the hero in his own story. And this guy is definitely the hero of every story that he's in. Yeah. <laughs> he's in everybody's story and he's that hero. Uh bring us to act 5. Shockley is waiting for Shield to come. They realize that they were bait. There's a whole lot of bait going on here. They were bait or Shockley. Oh, oh, Shockley uh, was the bait. I'm sorry. Uh can oh, we get back to yeah. something in the motel? Yeah, yeah. Um the motel clerk uh, the actor's name is Tom Virtue. Mm-hmm. We've seen him in the MCU before. Really? Yes. He was in Iron Man 3 as Thomas Richards. I haven't seen that movie in a while, so I'm not sure who... I can't remember who Thomas Richards is. Well, I've seen this actor before. He's... I, I think he's a pretty... Uh, he. I think he works a lot as an extra. Oh. Or, yeah. Uh, that That guy, I don't know where I've seen him before, but I feel like I've seen him before. All right, Daniel, if you listen to this, we want you to rewatch Iron Man three <laughs> and give us a report on it, please. Yes. And tell us who Thomas Richards is. Cause if you have someone who has a first and last name with no number, typically it's, it's a somewhat significant part. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, there is one more sports reference here. Uh, Daisy oh, is yes. tr- Daisy is trying to uh, figure out how to absorb the explosion with her quake powers, and can't quite get it right. But Mace interrupts, and it's it's game time. Mm-hmm. It's game time. And, and he well, and uh, in another later on in the conversation uh, when they were looking at the security footage on the um, is that a Quinjet or is that a bus? Oh, I don't well, we call it. it the bus, but yeah, on the I new think bus, always had a Quinjet. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Quinjet um, is like the, attached on the new to bus, it. He does say that he fumbled the ball. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. I I feel like the all of the sports metaphors are manager lingo, and you know they're they're using the the I'm going to use the lingo to get to to make myself accessible to the to the my underlings. And I don't know that it's working. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they put they, it in this episode because of the Super Bowl. I sure. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we got another one coming up. Mm-hmm. See, Shockley is waiting for Shield to come. They realize that he was bait to get them there, and Mace plans to protect the team. He plans to be a hero, but he gets captured by uh, like a chump. Meanwhile, Daisy figures out how to stop Shockley, not by absorbing the vibrations to stop the explosions, but to make him explode. And they capture him in some sort of science ball thing. <laughs> and so science this is ball is the best it, thing I've heard today. <laughs> and if you look at it very carefully, it looks like uh, one of those round cannonball um, uh, air shooter things. No, I was going to say it oh, was like uh, a, uh, a vortex um, an cannon, cannonball that you have would have with the Wally e. Coyote stories. Oh. <laughs> if you look <laughs> closely, you, you can see Acme written on the. Yeah. Uh, 
here's the the last sports uh, metaphor we get from Mace. I figured out my place on the team. I'm the blocker. And yes. he powers up and he runs and works really hard to stop a truck. And it stops. <laughs> and they have the... So this is where we see... This is Superior's plan all along to get the inhuman director of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's what they want. Right. Yeah. Um, they know. <laughs> yeah. And they so and they capture Shockley. Uh, then we get Agnes. She gets uploaded or she's going to be uploaded to the world where death is obsolete. And then we also have Coulson. He now has hope after overhearing Radcliffe when Radcliffe was telling or convincing Agnes to come with him. He talks about how there was someone who's in this world and who is thriving in this virtual world. Coulson believes it has to be May. Has to be May. It is May. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's act five. And I was expecting, a, I was expecting a fight, you know, Mace. I was expecting him to, to at least get a couple punches. He doesn't, he doesn't do a thing. Mm-hmm. He, he goes down in less than eight seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah, but he's not dead. So there's that. And where there is life, well, there is hope. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I, I don't know that he... I, I'm sorry, Ben. I'm not sure he's going to last the next episode. You're not, not the only one. On, I'm not putting him on Death Watch. I'm just saying that I'm not sure he's going to last the next episode. Which is putting him on Death Watch. I mean, yeah. I'm going to call you out, man. Those are your words, not mine. No, I'm calling you out. <laughs> All right. I'm using you. my words to call you out with your words okay. that didn't say what my words are saying. Something like that. Maybe okay. he'll get to go where death is obsolete. Maybe. And uh, Tahiti, it's a magical place. Well, he wouldn't be going to Tahiti. Well, he could, maybe. I mean, it's the whole world maybe. or something like yeah. it. Yeah. I did like uh, Ada's very literal answer to uh, Radcliffe early on in the episode where he says, you've done it. You've created a world without borders. Or, or without edges. And she says, well, the world is a globe, so there is no real edge. <laughs> right. It's, it's cute. It was fun. And so then we have the tag scene, which Agnes is in the framework, but her body dies. And mm-hmm. Ada takes her necklace and May moves a little bit. Yeah. Is that just Ada sh- taking that necklace? That is not creepy at all. No, it's not. No. no. How could that be creepy? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Look, I mean that's just what you do. When <laughs> when your body double dies, <laughs> you're allowed to take the necklace, you know? I mean it's I... this is this is body double death etiquette here. Etiquette. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean she's working through what are these strange emotions? As long as she doesn't end up in a situation where she says, what is this liquid coming out of my eye? Like you sometimes get with robot stories. Uh, She's working through emotions though. 
I think she's working through some jealousy when she realized, mm-hmm. you know, she's not the only one in Radcliffe's life. And yeah. So she has emotions. Possibly. Yeah. It's just every time I see her, I keep comparing her to data and, you know, data really didn't have emotions. Well, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are we season one and two data? There was yeah, some emotion true, there that he that's... didn't realize that he was feeling. And then he had the emotion chip later on yeah. that was just kind of stupid. But <laughs> I hated that. What, what to me, what's interesting about if you're going to compare those two is that um, our sci fi stories have um, evolved into robots who could have emotions. And so that's, I like that. Yeah. And there could be some argument with Data before, I mean, I, I know, let's just forget the way he behaved in season one and two. Um, but, you know, it seemed like um, there's, he did develop something sort of like emotions. I remember in one, one episode, he even mentioned that he developed something to resemble fondness and friendship so when his friends aren't around anymore he does miss them or something like that i've grown accustomed to your presence mm-hmm. right i say that to my wife all the time she here's like it here's the thing though i i don't know where they're going with ada i just hope it's not cliche or typical mm-hmm. i just hope it's not you know i hope they don't kirk her you know where She's just all of a sudden can't handle the emotions. And so she does irrational things or. Yeah, I I just want her. I want it to be something that feels natural and something that feels fun and interesting and cool for the story, but not cliche because we've seen that happen before tons of times where these robots are not prepared for their emotions. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't want. I I, I kind of want her to be on death watch. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. She's already it's, died it's, once. Of course, it wasn't her, but right. it was her. It was her. And that's the thing with like the LMDs. They could be. Oh, it wasn't her, but it was her. Let's just recycle a new one. Of course, on the flip side, the music and uh, made us uh, brought the emotion that Ada was being creepy. But maybe under the truth of it, it, Ada felt a connection with Agnes. So or, maybe it was more of, a, of, a, of an affection that we, um, that she, her way of showing affection. Yeah, because, uh, well, um, there's affection for Radcliffe too, possibly, because Radcliffe gave that to Ada. The one, or yes. to Agnes, the one difference here, and it's a nice difference is that Ada is not a copy of Agnes's brainwave patterns the same way that Maybot mm-hmm. was a copy right. of May's brain patterns and that Radcliffe bot was a copy of Radcliffe's brain patterns. Right. Ada is a new entity. And that's there's some really interesting places they could go with it. I hope they don't go cliche with it. Our our uh, story arc here is LMD, you know, and, and she's the only one left. 
She's the LMD. With Ghost Rider, it was Ghost Rider, and with LMD, it's Ada. And so, I, I, we're going to be seeing a lot more from her. And I think that as much as we aren't impressed with the the threat the superior might be, uh, Ada, I think, has real potential to be a real threat. But I thought that at the beginning of this arc, and they pulled back on it, and and. Ada was not the threat that I thought she actually was from what we were seeing from her. I would not be surprised if Ada turned out to be the superior. So if they some sort of real, you know, make it to where Ivan Russian guy is talking to Ada superior, that would make sense to me. And he's just playing a part and being a punk. I would be 100% surprised if Ada turned out to be superior, I mean, she is superior as far as physically, which we saw her tear into one of superior's mm-hmm. guys, you know, but, um, I, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with this, but I hope well, it's, I hope it's good. I hope they're able to give us something that's not a cliche. Like I said, I, I feel like there's not really a big bad right now. I feel like the big bad that they've presented to us is this guy who's running around and not doing a whole lot. He's running away literally from everything. Um, no, the real big and, bad is is Radcliffe and Ada. That's our big bad. Now, that's right. not who we were anticipating as the big bad. Uh, right. We were anticipating just an LMD. Mm-hmm. And Radcliffe is actually behind Ada at this point. Ada is still doing the things he wants her to do. Mm-hmm. So, you're, yeah, I guess you're right, though. They have not given us a real villain like threat. Yeah. Villainous threat. But that, you know, there's still a few more episodes in this pod, I guess. And so we'll see. We'll see where it goes. There there is time, especially in this show, because it could change, you know, halfway through an episode. There's time for Radcliffe and Ada or even Ada to go completely off the rails and be crazy Ultron, you know, evil robot. Um, there's time for her to do that. There is. Mm-hmm. It's true. But that's been done. And it's that's been done so already true. in this universe. It has. Uh... It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see where it goes. Okay. Yeah, we don't have any choice. No. Because we we can't we can't know. We will find out. All Let's right. See. Yeah. Well, let's move on to our listener feedback. How's that sound? Yay, listener feedback. Shield intelligence report. So we have a ton of feedback, but they're all from one person. (laughs) So, uh, and you'll see what I mean in a moment. It's not going to take long to get through it, but there is a lot to get through. But first, this is feedback that was not sent into us, but came through our Facebook page. And this is what I was talking about. But... Agent Dylan takes this one step further than you did, Stuart. You said oh. Falcons, Patriots, feels like it's MCU, right? Uh-huh. Dylan takes it one step further. He says, it just occurred to me that this year's Super Bowl was between two successors to Steve Rogers as Captain America. Wow. And... It's true. The Patriot was a Captain America, mm-hmm. you know, back in 
you know, while he's in on ice and Falcon is a Captain America or I don't know if he still is right at this moment as Captain America is Hydra right at this moment in the comics. Uh, but he was Captain America for a long time in the comics, mm -hmm. relatively speaking. So Samantha Stewart, yes. you know what this means? Yes. That, it's happening yes. right it's now. Happening. Do it. Do I, it. I am. The new prize winner of the day. It's done. Your no prize is not coming anytime soon. Nope. Nope. <laughs> but awesome you, Dylan. Go. Yeah. Speaking of Agent Dylan, <laughs> subject line, boom. Message. Did Daniel name this episode? <laughs> I hate the writers for baiting us this teaser. I can't be the only one that expected Bobby, right? Um... Maybe, maybe Daniel, but we won't know that for another <laughs> nine or 10 months. So <laughs> from agent Dylan subject line, boom two <laughs> message. Mace is now on death watch for this episode. Subject line, boom three. Finally, someone brings up Nadir's inhumanness. Stop me if you want to comment, but subject line, boom, four, message, um, boom. <laughs> I'm assuming that that's in response to um, the office exploding, but yeah, subject line, boom, five. That's why he's making hollow brains. You know what? I thought about that, but then I forgot to say something. But it does make sense that he would be trying to create brains when he has someone who he might want to imprint a brain on mm. the light brain. The, the thing I thought about that was he never actually made a brain. Ada made a brain. Yeah, I, think, I feel like Ada's going to get upset about Radcliffe taking all of her glory soon. Well, not just that. Um, if Radcliffe imprints Agnes's personality on, onto one of those light brains and then wants to take Ada's brain out and replace it, she may not be very happy. That's true, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am not skipping Boom 6. I just don't see Boom 6. It didn't come through. But Aww. subject line Boom 7... Message is this seven? Could be six. <laughs> Anywho, that diver's helmet is cool. Boom eight. Hashtag trip lives. Anyway, um, ew. So he sublimates science rules, called it. He wants to make an Agnes bot. Um, yeah, see, that's why. He's saying trip lives here, but that's why I thought it was just, you know, him exploding in the office, not his power is because of what happened with trip, especially with that explosion. Mm -hmm. All right. From agent Dylan subject line, boom, nine message. It's the dad from even Stevens. <laughs> what? 
Is that the is that the hotel owner? Maybe. I think someone needs to look that up on IMDb. But Hold on, I have it. Then he says and, and it's true, he says fudge. He's gonna put her in the Bahrain projector. Which, the Bahrain projector? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. I don't know if he meant it to be a play on brain and Bahrain, but or Bahrain. How do you, how do you say that? Bahrain? I think it's Bahrain. I I just said it Bahrain, Bahrain. but I don't know if I'm right. Wow. <laughs> so, anything on Even Stevens? Yep, he is the dad on Even Stevens, <laughs> and I'm yeah. <laughs> Agent Dylan already got a no role. prize. Yeah. Agent Devin or Agent Dylan already got a, a no prize. Uh Daniel would probably drop him another no prize right there, just for referencing. Because isn't even Stevens a Disney show? Yeah. 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 Uh subject boom ten. I don't know what this is re- <laughs> I don't know what this is referring to, but he <laughs> a creeping creeper who creeps. It's time for his Chitari scepter moment. Is he talking? Is he calling Mace a creeping creeper who creeps? I hope not. Maybe. Maybe he's he's talking about Shockley. Maybe. 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 But subject line boom eleven. He says, "I thought their giant Pokeball was the Batmobile," <laughs> and that's what we were missing—a Pokeball. That's what we were missing. Science ball, sure. Pokeball, absolutely. Got to catch them all, and they caught. Shockley, they caught all the shockies. I choose you, Shockley. <laughs> Shockley, Shockley, Shockley. Boom twelve. I have no idea what this is in reference to. It just says she better be. This is feeling like daniel's comments on our facebook where he'll listen to an episode he'll listen to an episode and like comment on the episode in the comments it's just like i don't know what you're talking about man (laughs) but yeah boom 13 i know what this is referring to okay wait boom what was boom 12 what did he say you better be yes okay because boom i think he's talking about may then she better be still alive. That's what it was. Okay, good. Uh, good. Figured that out. And now, in reply to that with Boom uh, uh, 13, actually, yes. Because she is. And then he says, wakey, wakey. But he stops short of eggs and bakey. Do you... Do you... <laughs> Do you think May is going to be up and around next episode? Yes. I hope I so. Think I think it's time for the cavalry to come back. Well, here's what I'm wondering is if we were just seeing her eye twitch as like just proof. Don't worry. She's still alive. Or are we seeing mm-hmm. it twitch because she is becoming more awake? Mm-hmm. Agent Dylan then sent a message. <laughs> Subject line was boom feedback. <laughs> and <laughs> Saying he wanted to make sure we got the transmissions. But then he says, I'm going to put Mace on death watch for next week's episode since they captured him. And it's the LMD finale. Then we get one more. And this is what I wanted. The reason I brought up the LMD finale is he says, okay, so I, or rather the reviewer that wrote an article I read may have miscounted. Actually, it seems there's two more episodes of LMD. Nevertheless, I'm keeping Mace on death watch for next week. So it looks like, 
according to the information he had. And I think the information that we got, we're in episode what of uh, the season? 13. Yeah. Uh, we were, we had heard that there was 15 episodes this season, right? For no, that LMD would end after 15 episodes. And then we get the next, as you were calling them pods. Stuart. Mm-hmm. Um, but something like that. Yeah. So two more episodes of LMD, which that makes sense. We're going to, we're going to settle the players on the board in this, in the next episode. And then in the last episode of the pod, we're going to have them fight. And then and set their, up the final that resolution will um, lead us into uh, whatever, you know, the third section of the series season yeah. is called. Yeah. Well, sounds reasonable and also sounds logical. And mm-hmm. I'm curious. I, this is going to sound really stupid, I guess, but I'm kind of excited. Just what is the third arc going to be? We've had Ghost Rider. I, we had LMD. I mean, we're bringing in these Marvel things. What's our last arc going to be? I hope it's I, not Watchdogs. <laughs> no, they're. I I think they're done. I hope so because I, I didn't like it when they started. I still don't like them. So I was so excited I, when they started with it because of that. <laughs> but no, it's just because it, you had a you had a. a there was a book you were really into for a while. Wasn't there watchdogs at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a captain America run from like three mm-hmm. thirty until three fifty, And they were doing some really cool stuff with the watchdogs in that basically to give, uh, John Walker had taken over as captain America. It was to give him something to do as his, in his missions as captain America. While, he's actually being manipulated by the person who is uh, by a person in the government. And I don't want to reveal much about what's going on there, but there's some really cool stuff going on there. And there's a really cool uh, issue. 350 is one of the best comics that I read when I was a kid, uh, mm. which would have been actually, I would have been in high school, but at that point in time, that was one of the best comics I'd ever read. And it was because of some of the reveals that were happening there. And, uh, just the wrap up with this uh, insane, unstable American agent who was acting as Captain America and Steve Rogers having to go up against him. And there, there's just some really neat stuff going on. And well, watchdogs were a big part of that. Here's what I see sort of circling around our show right now. Um, I see that they have this sort of last mini season to get through. Um, and I don't know, nobody knows really if they're, if they're getting picked up or not. And yes, it's kind of early to announce that sort of thing. Um, but other shows have been canceled right about now. So um, they're, they're, I, I see that as something that's looming. So I would not be surprised if they use this last pod to sort of wrap up a lot of, Marvel's agents of shield sort of questions and plot holes and plot danglings um, just in a way to sort of be like, Hey, we're going to close this up before we have to, we don't want to leave it dangling. You know, we don't want to leave it be open to everybody. We've been going for four seasons. 
I, I kind of see that as a possibility. Now they may also know that oh no, you're gonna you're gonna go on to f- fifth season. So this could also be a we're going to set up the fifth season and have it be the last stand. You know, I'm not trying to put the show on death watch. Not doing that either, guys. Well, I don't think they're going to announce yet if they're going to renew the show or not, because I think Sweeps Week is in a couple of weeks from now. Am I correct? I think so. I, I it's don't usually it's, do they even do it's usually week? in March. They do. They still do Sweeps Week. Yeah, oh. they do. Yep. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I. What I'm saying is, though, the ratings have dipped, and so I kind of feel like they might be circling the wagons, trying to tie up some stuff. I don't know. Just a feeling. As well they should. They should tie Mm -hmm. up stuff and, yeah, end on a brilliant cliffhanger that doesn't have to be a cliffhanger. Right. You know, and that's, you know, some good shows have done that. Um, But then you have cliffhangers like Stargate Universe, which I still mourn every day not really but that that ending was <laughs> so bad it just it yeah. ends on this this ending of okay life goes on except for these guys <laughs> but they're not dead well, yeah i mean the same could be said for star trek enterprise yeah. no star trek enterprise i think ended ended but the ending was dumb yes the finale was dumb yeah yes the the episode before that was an okay ending mm-hmm. okay and yes yeah and that's where yes four seasons is a long time for a show now times nowadays mm-hmm. so i'm not again i'm not trying to put it on death watch i'm just saying that there is you know cons it's reasonable to assume that there's concerns out there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We have plenty of Marvel stuff to talk yeah. about, even if we don't yeah. have Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's Iron Fist, and then there's the Hulu show, Runaways, and then there's Cloak and Dagger, and then there's the Inhumans. Now, we got confirmation that Runaways is MCU. Not that I've seen. Okay. Not that I've heard. Well, we'll um, find out. We'll find out. But yeah, there's yeah. there's plenty out there, and somehow or another, it's going to be covered one way or another. But we don't know oh, yet. And Legion and Legion. That that's is not MCU. But no, it's not. Know. Oh, I do. I do want to watch that. It's also. I thought it was Fox, but it's FX. It's FX. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll be watching that <laughs> anytime oh, soon. Certainly not with the kids awake. Well, I mean, just in general, I don't have cable. Right. So unless it goes on Hulu, which is possible. Yeah, because they're they're tied in, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, I think speaking of tied in, it's time to tie this up. So, Stuart, got any final thoughts? Any any last words before I give my final thoughts and last words? And then I think we might give the last word to Samantha. I think that's good. All right. So. Um, I'm going to be the show's mascot. So there you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and I'm going to say thank you so much for listening. You guys, you listeners 
are awesome and we really appreciate it. We love that you listen. We love that we get to be a part of your week and we love when you guys send us feedback and let us know what's going on and some of your thoughts about what we're talking about. And uh, you're awesome. And I just want to reiterate once more to say again, (laughs) you're awesome. And we really, really appreciate you guys listening and, and putting us in your ear holes. So that said, Samantha, Oh, go ahead. Stuart. I was going to say, I second all of Ben's reiterations. (laughs) Nice. Samantha, any final thoughts? Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, over the past few weeks, uh, I've been amazed by your knowledge of the comics and the de- your dedication to the podcast, all the hard work that I've learned that and uh, about what goes on behind the scenes. And I mean, it, just considering the sheer amount of research required before recording, it's remarkable. I'm exhausted just thinking about it. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcometolevel7 or connect with us on Twitter where we're level7pod. And remember, the 7 is spelled out. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls, and you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. And once again, thanks for listening. Welcome to Level 7, Episode 181. Boom! 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 Welcome to Level 7, Episode 181. Boom!